girl And if you need advice Don't think twice Just call Danny He'll treat you nice Cause he's the realest agent All right Welcome to the Realist Agent Podcast, Episode 6, Sexy R&B Edition. I like that new intro music. I worked pretty hard on that one. Um, I, I, I don't have like beat-making skills or experience. Um, I started to try to make a beat. It sounded dumb, so... You know, I'm sorry. I didn't make the beat for that one, but uh, those were my vocals, so you're welcome. Uh, this one's going to be an interesting one because this is a late night edition. Kind of goes with the sexy R&B. Late night, sweet, smooth sounds. And uh, I already took... I, I have trouble sleeping, Um and uh, I usually have to take melatonin or Benadryl, or sometimes I gotta stack the both of them. Um, but tonight it's Benadryl, and I've already got it on board. So um, usually, usually when I do this, it's it's in the morning time, like right before lunch, and I'm amped on my energy drinks uh, because I don't like coffee. But now. Um, we're we're going the opposite direction with this one, and it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, you know, I coffee. I don't, I don't like coffee. That's why I always drink the energy drinks. Um, I'm I'm just thinking. I'm thinking out loud here. Like, uh, like the guy with the red hair who does the song, um, Ed Sheeran. I'm thinking about. Yeah, that song is the same music as Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye, uh, sexy R&B edition tonight. Um, yeah, listen to that song and listen to Let's Get It On. Listen to the music. It's the same. Uh, both awesome, great songs, by the way. I can't. I don't hate on Ed Sheeran for what he does. The guy's got chops. Um. So yeah, I got I got no stimulants on board. I'm I can feel the Benadryl kicking in. Um I'm not going to start drinking energy drinks now at 10:30 p.m. Uh I don't like coffee, which is a weird it's a it's a weird thing. I know everybody loves coffee. I tried to get into it. I was into coffee. I I was never actually into coffee, but um I got into the habit of making coffee in my super cheap uh, Mr. Coffee drip machine uh, every morning for a while uh, a while back, and uh, you know I kind of got used to the taste of it. Never never got into it, um, but I know it's weird that that I don't like coffee. I love the smell of it. I love the smell of coffee in the morning, um, but you know I'm just not a fan of the taste. Um, it's like bacon. My wife, my wife loves the smell of bacon in the morning, but she cannot stomach the flavor of any, any cured 
pork product. Bacon, sausage, you know, charcuterie board is pretty much off the table for that one. Um, but, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I'm supposed to like. I, I, did, an, I did an Instagram poll a while back about, you know, Cheez-Its and Goldfish. If these things are good and everybody loves them. Um, hate them. Absolutely hate Cheez-Its and Goldfish. And I love Miracle Whip on my sandwiches. And, you know, I love pickles, sweet and dill. Uh, but for me, sweet wins the day, usually. Um, I like a good sweet pickle with my sandwich. Um, spe oh, man. Speaking of pickles and sandwiches, I caved. I went. I got a McRib. I got a McRib the other day. I didn't intend to. Uh, I was delivering keys to a buyer, and I I had to bring the kids with me just because I didn't have childcare. But it was cool. It was um, it was it was all good. Uh, but on the way home, we had to stop for food because the kids were starving. To be honest, I was starving too, and the kids wanted McDonald's, and I I told them they could. I promised them they could. We could stop wherever they wanted if they were good, and they were. They were good. So they wanted to go to McDonald's, and I got a McRib. Uh, I actually, yeah, I ordered my reg just a regular meal, cheeseburger and fries or whatever. Okay, okay, all right. I lied. It was a two cheeseburger meal with large fries. Okay, there, I said it. Um, and I said throw a McRib on there because I don't know if you remember me talking about it before. It was on its it's on its farewell tour apparently, and uh, I wanted to get one just to. You know, just give it a nice send off. You know, it's been real, McRib. Thank you. Um, so I said throw a throw a McRib on there, and uh, I plan to just you know take a bite or two of the McRib and say, yep, that's pretty gross, and then eat the rest of my food. I ate the whole thing in like four bites, um, and that's not to say it's a small sandwich. It's a good it's a good sized sandwich. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's got, it's got the weird rib shaped patty. Uh, I think it's supposed to look like pork ribs, but you're eating the whole thing somehow. I'm not really sure what they were going for with the pork rib, but they dip it in the, they like, I think, I think they just take it off of the griddle or whatever. And they take some tongs and they just dip it straight in the vat of barbecue sauce. Onions, pickles, soft white roll. Boom. Call it a McRib. It was good, man. Um, it was kind of the highlight of the meal. And uh, not going to lie, I've been thinking about them since. Um, but uh, I don't know how. I, oh, because we were talking about pickles. That's it. That's the end of that thought. Um, all right. Uh, again, I came with a, I came with an outline, and uh, and now I'm gonna get into it. <laughs> um, so I'm talking about the reality of realty. Uh, by the way, I hate the word realty. It sounds really old school. Um, real estate, but realty sounds like reality 
So that's what I'm going with for the title. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, a lot of people get their real estate licenses and that's cool. Um, I've had a couple people that have uh, talked to me recently about getting licensed and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think, I think people don't really grasp the reality of what it's actually like to be a real estate agent. And I know a lot of people just plan to have, have their license so they can just do deals on the side, uh, which I totally get. It kind of, you know, in a sense, it makes sense to me. Um, but I, I, I want to talk about a couple things. Like I'm going to break it down. The reality of what it actually is and just, just hang in there with me. Um, I'm going to start at commissions because that's the juiciest, uh, sexiest late night R and B part of real estate, right? Is the commissions, big, fat, juicy commission. So, you know, a lot of people think that, oh yeah, you get uh, 3% uh, for for selling a house. Or some people think you get 6% because, uh, well, I'm not going to get too too technical with it, but a lot, of pe- a lot of people think 3% is kind of the standard. Well, that's not really the case here in California where the prices are higher. Uh, 2.5%, whether you're representing the buyer or the seller, is pretty standard. Uh, but realistically, on average, you're going to get closer to like 2.25% because, uh, you know, sometimes it's it's becoming a lot more common that uh, sellers um, are only offering 2% to the agent that brings in the buyer on the listing. So if you're representing a buyer, there's a good chance that you're working for 2%. Um, but, you know, it, when everything averages out, uh, it's usually right around 2.2, 2.25%. So let's look at the average sale price of a home in Santa Clarita here. We're looking at $730,000 on average. That 2.25% commission gives you a gross commission of $16,425. Not bad. Not bad. That's that's nice. And that is definitely enticing for somebody uh, to maybe want to get their real estate license because, hey, you just do one or two of those a year. Uh, that's that's pretty good. You know, just tack an extra sixteen dollars $32,000 on top of your regular income at your regular job pretty nice. Well, your gross commission income or GCI is not reflective of your net. Uh, first off, the biggest hit to, to your net comes in the form of broker splits. As a, as a real estate agent, you work under a broker. You're technically a, a salesperson under the actual broker. So you're the agent for the agent. Um, Even though the people that you're working with will never meet the broker, they don't know who the broker is. They don't even know what 
a broker is. They don't know what the difference is. And it doesn't really matter to them. But it matters big time to you if you're an agent or thinking about uh, getting your license. Um, as a as a solo agent, uh, depending on your brokerage, you know you could be you could be on something as good as like an eighty twenty split where you keep eighty percent of your commission. Um, if you're on a team uh, where you know there's a team leader. Uh, the team leader is going to take on some expenses that you would normally have to take on um, if you're a, a full-time solo agent um, or even a part-time solo agent. But um, So typically, if you're on a team, you're looking at about a 50-50 split. Uh, so 50% of that 16000 and change is just over $8,200. Uh, but... You know, a reasonable if solo agent, you can start out at like 60-40. Uh, reasonable split, 70-30. So if you're keeping 70% of your commission on that 16000 and change, you're looking at about 11500 Still pretty good. Not not bad. I'm, I'm not going to say that's not real money. Um, but the, the ride is not over as far as expenses go. So hang in there with me. Uh, if you, your, your broker might charge per transaction fees for stuff. Um, my, my brokerage charges it. Um, I don't know what most other brokerages charge, but I'm guessing probably on average, maybe like 150 bucks per transaction. Uh, if you list a property for sale, you're representing a seller. Uh, if you're marketing the property properly, you're looking at about a thousand dollars in marketing costs. Um, when I say marketing a property properly, I mean professional photography, uh, including drone shots. That's pretty much a standard these days. So you got to pay a drone operator to get that thing up there and get some some uh, aerial joints. Um, you're gonna do especially now in this market where properties aren't aren't uh, getting snapped up in a weekend, um, you're going to have to do some advertising. You're going to have to do some print marketing. So you're going to have to get postcards and flyers and stuff printed. And then you're going to have to pay to mail those things out. Uh, it, also, you've got... Uh, I run a social media ad campaign for every property that I list. Um, and, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you got to run the campaign again if you got to if you drop the price, you know, you need to do a price reduction cuz it's not selling at at your seller's target price. Um you got to run another social media campaign to do the uh to get the news about the price reduction out there. So you're looking at about a 1000 bucks in marketing costs if you're doing it right. Uh if you use a transaction coordinator, it's basically an assistant. Um you know, you're probably going to pay I, I pay my assistant on a per transa per, per transaction basis, um, even though she works with me, you know, all the time. Basically, um, you're probably gonna pay a transaction coordinator anywhere between you know three and five hundred bucks. Let's just say five hundred bucks, and then if you're doing it right, 
you're going to get a closing gift for your client. Um, you know, I always, I, I try to do something that's a little bit personal. You know, you kind of get to know people over the course of, of working with them, um, helping them buy or sell a house. And, uh, you know, you can expect to pay a couple hundred bucks on something that's actually nice and that they're going to, you know, remember and be really thankful for. Um, so, you know, call it 250 bucks. So after those expenses, you're looking at, uh, you're looking at about 9,600 bucks, uh, net. Well, don't forget about uncle Sam, the tax man cometh and he's going to want his cut. Uh, the minimum, minimum that I say to put away in a separate account that you just don't touch for tax reasons uh, is 25%, so that's 2400 bucks. So now, your actual net on that, what was it, $16,425, you are essentially taking home just over $7,000. You're not even going to see half of that sexy, juicy, gigantic $16,000 commission. So, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the cost of just being an agent. So, you, in order to access the MLS, which is the multiple listing system, which is basically where all the houses get listed for sale uh, and, you know, all of the apps and websites basically get the information from the MLS, uh, you know, Zillow and Redfin and Realtor.com and all that. Um, you got to pay some dues. Um, but you can't get access to the MLS unless you're a member of the local Association of Realtors. Out here where we're at, it's a Southland Regional Association of Realtors, and it costs 160 bucks a year uh, just to be a member. Um, not too bad, but hold on. You can't be a member of the Southland Regional Association of Realtors unless you're a member of the California Association of Realtors. So that's another $197 a year. But wait, that's not all. You cannot be a member of the California Association of Realtors unless you're a member of the National Association of Realtors at $150 a year. Um, not to mention, there's something that shows up on my, on my uh, dues bill for the Realtor Action Fund. That's another $49. I don't even know what that is. Um, did they give me an option to pay it or not? No. So, you know, tack that on. Um, oh, but, but just because you're a member doesn't mean you actually get access to the MLS. You got to pay a fee for that. That's $210 twice a year. So it's 420 bucks a year. So you're looking at 976 bucks a year just to have your license and uh and have access to 
the MLS if you need it, when you need it. Uh, because if you're actually being an agent, you're going to need the MLS. Uh, that's not including, we haven't talked about brokerage desk fees. Um, my brokerage, it's really nice. We're, we're pretty much virtual. Um, so the, our desk fees are really minimal. Uh, I'm at $85 a month with my brokerage EXP Realty, but that adds up to over a thousand dollars a year. So you're looking at about $2,000 a year at a brokerage, uh, that charges pretty minimal desk fee, uh, along with the all the costs of the association dues and MLS access fees. So, if you're doing one deal a year, which, uh, by the way, the average licensed agent does between zero and one deals per year, uh, and I'll talk a little bit about why that is in a second, uh, if you're doing that one deal a year, your your initial sixteen thousand four hundred twenty-five dollars in gross commission income dwindles down to just over five thousand dollars. So it it's gonna take a couple deals to even make it worth it. Um, let's talk about what it takes to actually get a deal. First of all, everybody has their license. It, like, everybody has their real estate license. It's insane. Everybody's got a cousin or an aunt or, you know, or a, a mom that has a real estate license. Uh, three million licensees nationally. There are three million active real estate license holders across the country. More than 40% of them are in four states, New York, Florida, Texas, and California. 210,500 and change active real estate licenses in California. That's a lot. So uh, it's to be, to be exact, it's 210,584 active real estate licenses in California. So you would be... 210,585 after that when when your license gets added to that number 85% of real estate agents this is another fact are completely out of the business in 5 years um most licensed agents like i said do don't even do a single deal per year so those people are you know, you're losing $2,000 a year just by holding your license. <clears throat> and, you know, that's just, we're, we've talked about how many licensees there are out there. Um, you might, you might look at that and say, okay, well, that's a lot of competition. Uh, especially if you're just kind of a part-time casual agent, that is, that's definitely competition. And m most people are going to end up working with people that they know, like, and trust. 
And if you get licensed, you know, you, you have to ask for business. You have to ask your friends and family and the people you know for business. And that's uncomfortable. Nobody likes doing that. It's like the most uncomfortable thing ever. But your first, your, your only real pool of potential clients are people that you, that you already know and who already know you and like you and trust you. Uh, because most, the most important trait that people look for in an agent, according to a survey, uh, prospective home sellers choose professional reputation more than any other trait. As a newly licensed agent, you have zero professional reputation to stand on. So your first several deals are all going to come from the people that you already know, like, and trust. Uh, and, you know, the in the real estate world and, you know, other business business worlds, they call that your sphere of influence. So if you want to get licensed, awesome, more power to you. I will help you any way I can. Uh, and that's a fact. I will help you. I'll, I'll point you in the right direction as far as uh, how to get licensed. I'll help you choose a brokerage. Um, I'll help you do your first couple deals. I, I'm, I'm just down to help. 100%, no joke, I will help you. But I want to be, I want people to, to know the reality and to be realistic. And even if you're not thinking about getting your license, if that's not on your mind at all, uh, hopefully, hopefully that's just this brief, very brief overview gives you a little bit of insight into the world of real estate agents, you know, when you see what's on Selling Sunset or whatever, which is, you know, if you want to know what real estate's like, don't watch that. That's like the last thing you watch. Um, actual real estate, the work of real estate is not sexy at all. Uh, it's there's There's not a whole lot of glamour in real estate, uh, you know, it's cool. You, you, you can, you can sell some really cool homes and tour some awesome places and, uh, work with some really cool, awesome people, which I've been super fortunate to do. Uh, but you know, it's not like it is on TV. You're, you're running a business. Um, and you know, that huge, that huge, uh, commission that, that you might think agents are taking uh, really, you know, really gets whittled down quite a bit. Like I said, you know, you're lucky to, to actually keep 50% of that, uh, of that gross commission number. So, you know, it's gotta be worth it to, to do for your time to, you know, to do the deal, um, pay everybody that you have to and still put food on your table uh, as a real estate agent. And like I said, if you're, you know, if you're a, a seller or even a buyer and you, you know, you're like, well, oh, man, they just make way too much money. Uh, hopefully this just kind of gives you an idea that it, it's, it's not, 
it's really not, you know, you're not just pulling in uh, truckloads of money here. And, uh, and to be honest, there's a lot of times that you do a lot of work that you don't get paid for. You can list a house for sale. You can pay the thousand dollars in marketing costs. Um, you can work your tail off for a couple months on, on one single deal. And the seller could say, Hey, you know what? It hasn't sold. I don't think it's going to sell for the price I want. Uh, I'm just gonna have to take it off the market. And, and believe me, that happens to the best of agents. Um, the highest producing, best track record, professional reputation, they get canceled, expired, and withdrawn listings. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it happens all the time, but it does happen. And that's something that, uh, that agents have to be ready for. And... You know, that's definitely something that factors into uh, how much an agent has to charge uh, in terms of fees, their commissions, to make a living, to put food on their family's table. And and those deals, uh, they just aren't, they're just not, you know, coming in by the boatload. You're... You're working to get every single one of those deals. Um, you know, nothing's just nothing just comes to you. You don't just people don't get a real estate license, and then all of a sudden, uh, everybody they know is wants to buy or sell a house with them. It's just not the way it works. Um, <clears throat> so, whether you're thinking about getting your license, like I said, hit me up. Let me know. I'll be glad to help you however I can. Uh, or your a potential uh, past, present, future client, uh, and you know you're kind of wondering what what's the deal with those high fees? That you know it's not all it's not all in the pocket of the agent. Most of it is going to other people. And by the way, the agent gets paid last. You're the last person to get paid in the whole deal. So, um, that's all I have. This one went a little longer than I think most of my other ones have, but, uh, I hope this was coherent. Uh, I'm definitely ready for bed now. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoy that new, that new, uh, intro music. Um, have you got anything out of this out of this episode or any of the previous episodes, please consider subscribing. Definitely share with a friend or somebody you know that might find this stuff interesting or helpful. Um, consider that, that uh, give me that five-star review or whatever. Um, you know, just a, anything, anything you, you can do uh, to help, you know, support this thing that I'm doing. That's, actually fun that, you know, it's just doesn't really cost me anything, but my time anyway, uh, you know, anything, anything is super appreciated. Um, I hope you have the best day ever. Enjoy the intro music on the way out.
don't think twice Just call Danny, he'll treat you nice Cause he's the realest agent 